You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vietnam and our amazing race coverage here on the Oz Network. We're back for another episode of the Amazing Race. Even though it was a non-elimination, like we thought, well, why bother covering it? But we knew that people were dying to hear what we thought about every contestant, every team. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the Vietnam leg, the third episode of The Amazing Race, season whatever number it is, infinite number at this point. As always, I'm your lovely host, fill-in for Colin Rossi, and I am joined by an extra special guest who never shows up on the Oz Network, who never appears, except she showed up last week, and she's back again, the lovely Kristen Kanar. Kristen, welcome. Thank you for having me back. I just want to apologize to that guy on Facebook who said he refused to listen unless Colin is here. I'm sorry, I'm not Colin. Yeah, you're going to have a rough go of listening to The Amazing Race here because Colin will probably not be joining us in the near future. But keep listening every week to make sure, or to double check to see if he is. (laughs) So we had a very fun leg this time with a delightful non-elimination. I know you love them. What were your kind of general thoughts on the episode? Were you excited to see where they went? Were you excited for some of the challenges? General thoughts on what happened? Yeah, it's always so frustrating for me because I thought this was the best episode of the season so far. And then it's not an elimination, so I feel like it didn't really matter that much. Like, I hate these episodes. I feel like I'm wasting my time watching them. But, like, I felt like the tasks were so much more fun. I felt like everybody was so much more fun. So, like... They just have not won me over with a perfect episode yet, but I, th- I I still think that this was a better episode than we've seen so far, so that's at least one positive in my book. Where is your fun meter at right now with this episode? I don't actually know the like segments of the fun meter, but it's like pretty close to, to the very, very fun. <laughs> I don't know what the top is. Very, very fun can be this. <laughs> very, very fun. That's so generic. <laughs> <laughs> very descriptive <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely agree with you this was probably the it was, no not probably it was the best episode of the season yeah. like it was the most enjoyable we didn't have random tasks I mean some things were random but like at the end of the day it was so much more fun like it was very very fun <laughs> mm-hmm. and like there was actually I felt like there was even though it was a non-elimination like I felt there was actual suspense like, we actually got, like, a hurry up, we're going to be last, like, a race, even though we probably knew who was going to be last anyway. We had that. We had suspense. Like, teams actually switched detours. People were getting lost. People were crashing weddings. It was all this <laughs> fun stuff that we got in the episode that, like, we had been missing in the first two. And we didn't get a boring, like, tribute story of when they were back on the big in the Big Brother house or whatever. We finally, like got rid of that and we're just like here with the racers we're here doing the race the challenges are fun i was just gonna say yeah this is pretty much just like a like a good solid staple episode of amazing race like i i did i have to admit i did get it spoiled that they were not eliminated because i saw that chris tweeted like a picture of his son like sobbing on his lap and it said like i didn't tell him that this was a non-elimination he thought i was getting eliminated and i thought that was really cute but i was spoiled so i didn't know that uh I, I did know that that was coming, but other than that, like, this was such a solid episode. I mean, at least it was a non-elimination you were spoiled on and not a... True. You know, like, uh, Rachel and Alyssa were eliminated and you're like... I know. Piss. That would have broke my heart. 
It could have been way worse. <laughs> so at the beginning of the episode, it you know they did their product placement of the Travelocity so app or whatever it was. <laughs> wow, and like everyone was like, "Wow, that was the easiest thing I've ever done." <laughs> They're like on the same plane, like. Did they even buy anything? Like, was that all for show? Or did they just say, like, this is the flight that you're getting on. Everybody buy the same thing. Because it's not like they were on different flights. No, I don't even know. They didn't even show any flight issues. They were at the airport and that was it. Uh, so Honestly, production could have bought them those flights and just, like, had them fake it on the app for, um, like, for the product placement. I wouldn't be surprised. To be honest, I kind of would have preferred this compared to the random ticket stall from last week where they had to go to... Yeah, that was pointless. That random thing where we got the start of our feuds, but, like, this was... They were both stupid and boring, but, like, this was at least something. Like, I prefer that over the random, unnecessary midnight ticket stall. I kind of like watching people, like have to pretend like oh i love this app like they've never used this app before like they're acting like this is something that they use all the time it's like the best thing ever and they probably didn't even use it for real like i just love seeing the way people talk about things when they're like oh the show is getting paid for us to talk about this so i'm gonna like make silly comments about it i don't know it's just like those things are always fun to me watching people try to talk about a product that they like have never used and you can always tell who's game to do stuff like that and who's not. Because I, yeah. I, I noticed during the, the um, scenes here, like, they didn't cut to Corinda or Eliza at all. Like, they didn't have anything nice to say. Oh, yeah, they would not be interested in so advertising products. They didn't even show them. So that was just yeah. so obvious um, that this is blatant product placement anyway. But after they booked all their flights on their handy Travelocity app... <laughs> which was so easy and convenient to use, download on the App Store now. Um, they get to the airport, and there is a medley of peace offerings being dropped. Um, <laughs> team Fun's like, we're sorry we had to do that. Here's some trail mix that I made. Like, And then the sisters show up, and they're like, here's this random cloth that I found, and it's for you, Becca. Like, we're sorry. We didn't want to do that. Like... This was just so weird, so unnecessary. It, it resolved nothing. All the teams still hold their dramas with the other teams. Like, nothing amounted out of this. Like, But see, this is why Team Fun sucks. Because they, like, last week we were talking about how they, like, had to U-turn somebody else, but they were mad that somebody U-turned them. And then they bring somebody, like, this peace offering and think that, like, this is this whole cute idea. And then Rachel and Alyssa do the same thing and they're like yeah but we're, we're not taking the peace offering we're still coming after rachel and Alyssa." and it was like you did the exact same thing like i don't understand why like they just they just come off as so hypocritical to me i mean this was actually a very likable episode for them i will admit that but that piece i was like come on just like pretend like you're gonna take this peace offering and laugh about it and move on that's it they did make a comment that was like um well, they were at the front of the pack, so they didn't 100% need to use it on anyone. They still used it, though. Like, get over it. It's a game. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to give, like, their explanation. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think that it was necessary to give any sort of peace offerings to anyone. Like, it's a kind of, you're, you made your bad lie in it kind of deal. 
Yeah, I did love, though, when uh, I think it was Alyssa said something about, like, how they don't like to cause drama. And Becca just looks at her like, really? <laughs> it's like everybody knows that's the only reason they're cast on the show is for drama. I, I did love that moment where she's like, I don't do drama. And then, like, everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then we also, at this point, get our first clue that Brent and Chris are going to be the last place team when they got a confessional. Yeah, at this point. they had so much airtime this episode. I was like, I immediately, when they got there at the airport and they got a confessional about their strategy moving forward, and I was immediately like, all right, you're either going to be in danger or eliminated or whatever it is. And they were. Yeah, they were almost invisible the first two episodes. So, like, you start seeing them, like, over and over, and I'm like, okay, this is not a good sign for them. And then we also get our formation of the Big Brother Alliance, uh, the Big Three... The three Big Brother teams team up and agree to no U-turns, which is their only clause that they said. No U-turns, everything else is fair. But um, we saw that play out a lot in the roadblock earlier and at the pit stop when the teams were kind of helping each other get there and everything. I think it's, yeah, I have, a fe- I have a feeling that's going to have very little effect on the game. Like, they didn't say that they were going to, like, really help each other that much. Like, I don't think it's going to be a big deal that they're claiming to work together. It did play a little bit into this episode, but mm-hmm. I doubt, yeah, like you said, it's probably going to not last super long. Like, Rachel's going to get angry at Brittany for talking <laughs> for back something. to her, like, and then they're going to be U-turned. So, we'll see. And then we pretty much get a whole bunch of taxi drama, which really amounted to nothing. Mm-hmm. I did read something that was really interesting that apparently, like, you know, when they cut to the Vietnam and all the people are running out and getting the taxis, I learned that apparently the producers just hold them at a meeting spot so that they all, like, after they clear customs, they just wait at this point, and then they, when everyone's there, they say go, and then they, everyone runs out. That does kind of make sense, because you just see everyone bolting out of the airport, and it's like what they all have been, like, you have to, like, go through a like, a lot of time, I'm assuming, is wasted at, at customs. So it kind of makes sense that, like, these teams would not all be let out the doors at the exact same time unless production was holding them back. I just thought it was funny that they're like, this is what they do. And on, like, some air- small airports, they're like, people are being run down, like, because they're, like, 20 Americans are charging through the doors or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of scary, like, watching these people scream. Like, they get into the cab and they just start screaming, like, at the people. And I'm like... I would be terrified if I was one of these people. I understand that there's, like, cameras in there, so they know something, like, quote-unquote important is happening. But, like, I don't know. I just always find these people to be, like, the racers to be terrifying. And then they're all yelling at taxi cabs and they're like, Yeah! Let me in, let me in, and jumping lines. And it it just gets crazy. It's like the circus or whatever. It's just insane. There's always, like, a thing about, like, oh, Americans are, like, these, like, loud, annoying people, and, like, you see that on the race because they're just, like, screaming at everybody, and, like, I I don't know. I think that, like, uh, like Eliza was talking about how, like, dumb these people are, and I'm like, yikes, we need to just, like, chill out for a second. I understand this is a race for a million dollars, but it makes us look kind of bad. There was a funny scene in this, like, confusion of getting taxis where Brittany was, like, making a joke where she's like, I'm like grabbing on the door, like screaming, let me in. (laughs) Like, I love that she was like playing it as a joke. She's like, we're these mothers and we're just like making fools of ourselves trying to get these taxis. 
Yeah, they seem to be one of those teams that doesn't care that much, which is interesting because they, like, once both Janelle and Brittany won so many challenges on Big Brother. And here they just seem like they don't care that much. Like, not that they don't want to win or that they're not trying, but they just seem like they're taking it very lightly, which is kind of nice to see. I mean, I also like the teams that, like, are fighting hard, but it's just kind of nice to see somebody who's like, you know, I mean, we're, we're doing it, but it's okay if, uh, if something goes wrong. Yeah, they as evidence later when they crash a wedding and they're like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, before we get to the wedding, we have the start of the detour. After they actually they have to go to this, what is it, pharmacy shop where this man will give them leaves, which is their clue. Yeah, honestly, they could have left that entire section out and it would have been fine, except that we got to see uh, Leo and Jamal being ridiculous yet again. And that was the only good part of that entire section of the race it was the only relevant thing that we yeah. saw it was just so interesting that like they have to go up to this like second story shop and get this like get their clue which isn't an actual clue it's just a bundle of leaves they could have just given them a regular clue but whatever they have to be exotic here mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah like you said leo and jamal playing their tricks again of like oh we don't know where it is like and then corinne and eliza like start to fall for it but eventually like why would we trust Leo and Jamal? And obviously it continues this feuding between these two teams. They did not. I I still thought it was really funny though. Like I am very much enjoying the Afghanimals this season. Oh no, it was definitely enjoyable. I definitely don't see anyone giving the other team a peace offering in the near future. No. And then after they get this clue, they go to the detours, which is reel it in or light it up. Reel it in is fishing for prawns in the middle of a, random pool and light it up dancing in Taiwan. Uh, I'm like, unfortunately we did not get Rupert on this episode to do some dancing like we had hoped. Yeah. Um, I, I was watching this with my parents and my dad had no idea who Rupert was. He's, ne- he's never seen Survivor, but he obviously, he just found out who he was on these first two episodes of the race. And he was like, man, too bad that guy who got eliminated last week wasn't here to do this. That would be so funny. <laughs> Like, even he knew that would be funny, and he didn't know who Rupert was from Survivor. It's just written in his DNA that he would be a funny dancer. Yeah. (laughs) But they probably would have gone for the fishing anyway, you know? Yeah. Like, Rupert's like, I was on Survivor, I caught the fish, and... Well, you would have thought that Chris and Brett would have went immediately for the fishing, but they didn't, so you never know. And it worked out for them, didn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Worked super well. Uh, what were your kind of thoughts on the, the challenges? Were they fun? Obviously, you said these were better challenges than we had, but were they up to your standards? Yeah, I thought they were fine. Um, I liked the dancing one a lot because some of them were so bad that it was it was really comical to watch. Like, it was so obvious that they were doing so poorly. Like, Rachel and Alyssa were nowhere near on the same beat. Like, they were so off, and it was really, really funny. Um and it was also funny to see that, like, Team Fun was the first team there, and they, like, do it once, and the guy tells them, no, you need more energy. And you have Floyd being like, oh, oh, you want more energy? I can give you more energy. And he just, like, like they just kill it on their second shot. Um, so, like, that was a fun contrast because I was like, oh, this isn't that hard. And then you see Rachel and Alyssa get up there, and they, like, cannot do this so i like challenges where it takes a bunch of tries and people look really silly trying to 
do things that don't look that difficult. And then the fishing, like there were at least some fun moments because I am, I really enjoyed, um, Tyler and Corey in this episode. We haven't gotten to see them much, but, um, like, I guess Tyler is so used to talking to a camera because it's his job, but he is constantly looking over at that camera that nobody else looks at and is like making faces and talking and like just them losing their mind over how ridiculous those prawns are. I didn't know what prawns looked like. I didn't know they had those huge claws. That was scary. Like it was all just pretty enjoyable to watch for me. Yeah. There was so many like just fun moments in this, like when, yeah. especially when the teams were interacting, like, you know, Corinne and Eliza show up later to the prawn challenge and they end up like passing the guys and they're like even more afraid than Tyler and Corey were. They're like, mm-hmm. Eliza was screaming. She was like not having it. And like way awful at the challenge but they ended up like passing the other guys and then when they were at and then the um light it up challenge like teams like rachel and Alyssa doing like 30 attempts <laughs> and leo and jamal doing like almost equal to that as well and just so many teams like struggling it Alyssa and rachel going at it like i'm a yo like Alyssa's like i'm a yoga instructor i know how to do moves and then she's just like continually bombs the challenge, like not on staff, not on rhythm, like well behind the beat. It was just a, so many like funny things. And then like Chris and Brett show up and they're trying to dance and then they get on stage and they fail and they're like, all right, going to fish. <laughs> I mean, it did help that they knew after one shot that they were like, all right, we are not going to get this like that was at least intelligent on their part i thought it seems obvious that they shouldn't have even tried but at least they didn't like waste all their energy trying to do this like 50 times and then being like we literally cannot get this so i mean there were at least there was a little bit of a a smart a smart move made in there and there were still teams at the dancing Mm -hmm. challenge when they left so they weren't like like one of two teams to leave and then they're like really behind they were playing it safer by leaving earlier than waiting. Yeah. And then we also get some moments with Corey, like asking the locals to like help him. He's like, yeah. tell me when to pull the the fish. And I can't believe that literally everyone who did that was like looking to the locals and being like, when now? Okay. Now. And they would just pull it. Um, surprisingly there, these challenges were pretty fun to watch. Like I didn't think that the fishing one would have much to it, but I think large, terrifying prawns and Americans makes for a good combo. Yeah, and I like I said last week, like these teams are really good. Like they chose really good, interesting teams to come back. And the tasks for the past two weeks have not been super good TV. But I think that having a good cast and having interesting people lend itself to making what might not be such an interesting task more fun. Yeah, definitely. And and the interaction between the teams is too fun, is fun too. Cause mm-hmm. um, you see like Corey and T- Corey and Tyler are helping out like Corinne and Eliza a little bit here. And then it like pays off a little bit later when they both end up like singing with together at the karaoke challenge. So it's just like the relationships are a bit fun to see who kind of end up working together and who gels and how they interact. It's just been enjoy i think yeah like the casting is so fun and enjoyable like it's very fun on the fun meter yeah even the teams i don't really like that much like they still add something to the show for me like there's nobody that i am like 
hating that I'm like, get off my TV. Like they all add something positive, which is not the Like I don't feel that way about every season. And yeah, there's always one person that you're just like, uh, no. And like, you still have your favorites and your least favorites, but it's just like a, like a fun cast. They always, there's, there's definite entertainment. But I would say that that definitely stems from like them all being on TV before. Like, I think there's something to that. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what the cameras are looking for. They've done this before. They know what they're doing. But I'm not, like, it doesn't feel forced in any way. Like, it feels very genuine, except for maybe, like, Tyler looking at the camera. But, like, everything feels kind of, like, genuine and, like, in the moment. Yeah, Tyler's one of the only people that I, like, I'm okay with it. Just because, like I said, that's his job. Like, he talks to a camera for a job. Like, that's what he does for a living. And... I feel like that's kind of understandable that he's going to be looking to the camera when he's like, when something's funny or like, that's just how he is. Like there's like most of these other people, like if you're in the big brother house, you're not like looking up at the cameras at all. Like that would be ridiculous. Like on survivor, you're not supposed to be like looking into the cameras, but like, that's part of what he does every week. Or I don't, I don't actually know how much he (laughs) posts. I'm a follow Tyler. Okay. Sorry. But But I like, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't come off as like fake with him just because that's what he does. Yeah. And I mean, um, he's the only one doing anything like that. So it's just like a fun, like side, side moment that we get to Mm -hmm. enjoy. Like when some team does something stupid and he's like, what are they doing? So, I mean, I definitely enjoy it. If it gets obnoxious, then we'll, we'll call it out next week or the week after whenever it is. So after teams complete the roadblock, or not the roadblock, the detour, they head to the roadblock, which is this karaoke challenge. They have to learn a Vietnamese karaoke song that is apparently the only song that people do because they seem to love it there. Um, I thought this was a fun challenge, like one of those. We had two language challenges in a row, but um, if it's broke, don't fix it. I thought this was just a fun thing to do especially when they're in the practice room and everyone's at like different parts in the song and they're talking over each other or they're yelling and they're or they're working together and talking it was just funny to see moments like that and then just like a few moments when there people are in the other side of the challenge or the people who aren't participating are just in the kind of the lounge area the karaoke place and they're just just hamming it up going crazy i loved the moment when Christy starts dancing with them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can tell how much she's aged because she's a little bit out of her element there. But it was just so funny to see some of the teams going crazy with this challenge. Well, how did you feel about the karaoke challenge? Yeah, I think this was my favorite task of the season so far. I, there were so many fun moments. Like, you had, like, whichever one of the Afghanimals did it, I don't remember. But, like, but he's just like, oh, I don't need to practice this, practice this. And just, like, runs down and then fails. And, like, Eliza deciding to, like, just start screaming things to harass everybody like for no real reason but then what i liked was that victor was like oh i'm out of here and then goes and like nails the performance and then there's people like brett who uh anybody who's a fan of rob has a podcaster and knows anything about the patron events like brett is somebody who's always doing karaoke and i was like oh i hope brett gets to do the karaoke he's gonna kill it and then he was terrible at it like there were just a ton of like fun moments that happened and like people were so into it it almost seems like getting the words right wasn't even the biggest part it was just like getting the crowd into it and 
not that that's a very like specific task. Like you can't like measure anything in it, like to decide whether it's good or bad. You can't really like measure that, but it was still just like, it was probably my favorite task of the season. It was so fun to watch some of these people like get up and try and do the karaoke and like all these people in the crowd, like booing when they get it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, do people usually boo you at karaoke? That was very weird. This is like the second like a, week in a row. People, yeah, it's the exact same thing as the kids booing people for doing something wrong. It seems so wrong. This is just like a a staple in the Asian countries. If you're if you're bad at something, boo. <laughs> I'm not gonna do karaoke in Asia anytime soon. Then if that's how it's gonna go. But yeah, it was just fun to see a lot of these teams do it, like, um, and see them work together like the Brittany and Janelle working together not Brittany and Janelle um sister and Janelle I don't know which one did it but just like the teaming up there and then Corey and uh Eliza doing their fun chant in the back room they were like saying the one line like 20 times Uh it's just and, and their performances were fun to watch like they were having a good time and unless they get booed at which was everyone um, but, like, you were saying that there was little, no real measure of how you could do it. I think there was a little bit, like, not a lot. I think that you could, if you fell behind the yeah. thing, they were, yeah, like, I think wrong. I think keeping up with the with the music was the biggest, the biggest part of it. Yeah, and then probably just hyping up the performance. Like, the energy, mm-hmm. like, they were talking about at the dancing. Like, have enough energy and you'll be good. And then just, like, somewhat know the words and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I wish we got a shot of Phil doing it. That would have been fun to see Phil try out the karaoke. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked that. And then after that, we go to the pit stop, which is in the middle of this market. They pegged it as this really crowded market. Like Phil's like, you're going to have to scout to find me. And like, it was dead. No one was there. Like It was completely empty. Well, there were so many people at, like just like in the city. I did like that where I guess this was earlier, but that like Tyler was saying like, how are not all these people dead? Like that stuff is always so interesting. and so terrifying to me, like the traveling part, like that, I guess we're not used to that. Even if you live in a big city, it doesn't feel like that. Like all these people were so scared. Everybody's just like cutting everyone off in traffic. Was that not right before this? Was that not heading there? That was some point early in the episode where they were trying to get somewhere. But I, it definitely. But yeah, a, I think I think only one team got lost in the market. Yeah, but it was like um, something that they've been doing. This like getting lost, like when they're navigating, has been something that's happened like every episode so far. Like yeah. the beginning where they were walking around Tokyo, like just wandering, trying to find these places. And then this episode, they're like navigating the streets, and then people are getting lost trying to find the flower market or whatever they were looking for. So yeah. it's definitely given some spice to the you know, race. We will quickly just touch on all the teams, not individually, but we're just going to say that team fun checks in first and they redeem themselves from their horrible, uh, finish last time. Although they did have a U-turn, but they kind of went from last to first, which is really, those are always fun. Like when the, even if you don't like the team, it's always fun to see that people who are like, just about to go home, like, kill the week, and then they just save themselves. Yeah, they ran, like, almost a perfect leg. Like, if they would have gotten a dance on the first shot, like, they could not have done anything wrong. It was perfect. Their ra- their race this week was probably the best 
single leg. Like the Afghanimals did really well their first two legs, but like this was just perfect. Like I don't think there was anything that they could have, like you said, done differently except maybe get the dance better, but that was so minor and they were the only ones who could, so they could immediately try again. Then we get Nicole and Victor coming in. Did we see them? I don't know. I literally have nothing to say about them. Like I don't dislike them, but they just give me almost nothing. Yeah, they're hardly here. Chris and Brett got a spotlight this week. Maybe we'll get their spotlight next week or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not really eager to see it, but maybe we'll get it. Our, our team old couple, I don't know what I'm calling them, uh, Colin and Christy check in third. Uh, it was good to see a little bit more of them, but we're still very invisible with them. Don't yeah, did, did, did you see, like, there was, like, a cut on Colin's head during the episode? No, I did not see. Oh, so I, I noticed this, and then I listened to the first maybe, like, 20 minutes of um, the podcast on RHAP that Jessica Lee did, and I heard her talk about, like, there was a, a deleted scene that, like, he got hit on it, like, something fell on his head in, like, a construction site, and that he just, like, handled it so well, and, like, that she was saying how, like, oh, old Colin would have, like, lost his mind if that happened, and then he was just like, oh, I guess we need to clean this up, like, wiped his head, and went on with the race, and I was like, man, that's so disappointing, because that's something that I, like, I'm so happy for them on, like, a real person level that they are, like, a happy, healthy couple now, but it's not such good TV, like, I, I want to see somebody do something crazy. Like, they're just so calm and nice. and That's not fun to watch. We want an abusive relationship on the TV show. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> More abusive. something. More fun. Yes. We need, their meter is, is that boring. We need them at very yeah. fun. Was that the funny scene that you teased, or is there another deleted? No, it's not. I'll, I'll get to that oh. when uh, we get to that team. Okay. All right. Coming in next is Tyler and Corey, who had a much better week this week. They were front and center. They were having so much fun. It was really enjoyable to watch them. I love all the faces that Tyler was making this episode. They're just a great team, and I'm hoping that we get them a first-place finish, seeing as they're my winner picks. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add on them. I kind of talked about them a lot earlier, and that was really where we got the most of them was at that, the fishing task. And that was really fun. Yeah. They were good form this week. Uh, coming in at five is Corinne and Eliza, your favorite team of the race or second favorite team after team fun. They were really, I enjoyed them this episode. I thought they're really funny. I loved Eliza screaming in the karaoke room. I, I just, there were fun moments like her freaking out at the prawns. I think that the, was their best week yet they improved they had their best finish they kind of made quick decisions they were smart and everything i think this was a good week for them yeah this was my least favorite episode from them because like they were just being so mean like they kept calling like the cab drivers like stupid and i'm like relax like this is not not nice like just to, like that they like weren't understanding what they were supposed to be doing and they weren't like responding to them and it's like these people don't speak english like that doesn't make them stupid and i didn't love any of that coming from them never fun to have americans calling random country people stupid yeah uh, no. but it wouldn't be an amazing race season if some taxi cab was <laughs> called stupid yeah 
At least it wasn't Colin this time. Or maybe it should have been Colin. Coming in six, we have the Reading Crashers, Janelle and Brittany, who still have been quite invisible. They had a few fun moments, but still kind of behind the scenes, really. Maybe they were the deleted scene people, were they? They were not. <laughs> you're, you're leaving I mean, me on I, edge here. Yeah, I, I loved that uh, that wedding thing, but like, I like one of I think it was Brittany who's just like screaming. She's like, Janelle, we gotta get out of here. This is a legit wedding. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, to imagine the being that one of the people in the ceremony, and you just I see know. this American in the back screaming. <laughs> With, like, cameras chasing after them, yeah, that would be... I mean, it would make a good memory. Like, I could... If that happens to me, I'd be, like, talking about it forever. Like, hey, remember that one time Amazing Race accidentally crashed my wedding? That'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, it's a good story to tell. Um, yeah. For both sides of the the tale. Yeah. Coming in seventh, we have our sisters, Rachel and Alyssa, who got help from their alliance to find the pit stop because of course they were lost in this market they had a fine week i i don't know i didn't they were they were the most the least present for me this out of the entire season so far well no big surprise they were the ones who had the really funny deleted scene oh. <laughs> uh feel free to go watch it um they're like i don't know where like at what point this was maybe it was like before the light started or after i don't know how those work but it didn't seem like it was during unless um, it was like they were like waiting for a flight or something. Um, they're like in a convenience store, and Alyssa is like trying to spend race money on a collagen mask. And Rachel's like, "We can't do that. We're going to be those idiots who run out of money." And it's like three and a half minutes of them just fighting over whether Alyssa is allowed to buy a collagen mask because her skin is dry. And it was so stupid that I was just like sitting here cackling. Like the whole thing was so stupid. And then Alyssa's like talking to the camera and she's like, yeah, everybody else brought like straightening irons and face soap and all of these like necessities. <laughs> like your hair iron is not a necessity for the race. Like the whole thing was so stupid. It was amazing. Oh, if only we got that on the real episode. That would have been so good. I know. I loved it. We got freaking Rupert talking about, like, mayonnaise in the first episode. Why can't we get them talking about collagen masks in this one? Missed opportunities. I will go watch this as soon as we end this. Okay. Coming in eighth. By the skin of their teeth, just missing out on the last place finish was the Afghanimals. Who had their worst week yet? Coming from first all the way to last. It was interesting to see that we had this complete role reversal with Team Fun coming from last to first, and then them coming from first to last. They are not dancing people. Uh, this was a rough week for them. And they were kind of the, or the, this was their least interesting leg for me. They were just kind of boring. They didn't do a whole lot because they were just always at the back of the pack. So their like personality was like gone. They were just, like, too tired and, like, didn't feel like doing much. Except for, like, when yeah. he was like, let's all do the karaoke now. It's karaoke. You don't practice. Like, other than that, <laughs> like, he was boring. Yeah, but one thing I did like was I know last week on the episode I mentioned that I wanted to see how they were going to act when they weren't in the front of the pack because sometimes teams are, like, really fun and nice and interesting when they're in the front, but they, like, lose their minds when they're – uh, not doing as well. And I felt like they really kept it together and they weren't like 
getting mad at anybody. Like they were still having fun, even though they weren't in the front of the pack. And I do like to see that. I just felt like they were kind of mellow, too mellow for me. Like in the, when they're at the front of the pack, they're like, like doing all the fun strategy. Like they're like, um, like telling Nicole, this is in the pit stop or like getting teams to do all that kind of other stuff. And they're like a little more wild. I felt like they were just too mellow. Like I wanted more from them. Like they, I felt yeah, like they, but were... they still, they still got in that moment with, uh, Corinne and Eliza with completely like making up like, Oh, we have no idea. This is the wrong place. This is the wrong place. Like they were still doing that even though they were not in the front. Like, I don't know. I just like to see that there's something like that. There's something like that's making people, act nice and they're not in the front like I sometimes assume like like I, I know that happens a lot that somebody will be in like first or second place and they're like this amazing team and everyone loves them and, and then they're just like screaming at each other and like I can imagine that's probably what like Colin and Christy were like right like when they would fall back just a little bit that was when they started getting like vicious so I, I, I don't know. I just like seeing that from teams that they are capable of still acting like kind, normal people or fun, normal people, uh, even when they are in the back of the pack. Yeah, they um, definitely didn't call any taxi drivers stupid or anything. So yeah, it's a bonus for them. And then checking in last was Chris and Brett, who are saved by the non-elimination lang. They're lucky they didn't have their. Uh, huge scream time boost followed by an elimination. They get to stick around another episode with a speed bump. Um, although the speed bumps are pretty much null, it's probably going to be eat ice cream or uh, <laughs> sell a cookie to a little girl or something. So random and innocuous, but they get to stick around for another episode, which I'm excited about because they're a fun team. They they make me laugh when they do stupid things. Like when they went to dancing, I was like, what are they doing? I thought it was funny, but. Yeah, I'm just excited to see them next week, and hopefully we get good segments from them, and hopefully they, like, survive. Yeah, they seem like the most random team, I think, of all the casting, because, like, no one was watching, um, what was that season that they were on, Millennials Gen X, and was saying, like, oh my god, Chris and Brett, like, I am dying to see them on another show. Like, no one felt like that, I don't think. Um, so it's just, it's kind of cool that, Phil. like... Yeah. it's kind of cool that they got pulled and they've been like this episode that gave us a little bit more entertainment and there was like something, something there to watch. And I dislike other teams way more. So I would be happy to see them stay. I mean, if they go, it's not like it's, they're my favorite, but I would actually like to see them uh, make it past the speed bump. It was actually really interesting. Like cause they were at the back of the pack for most of this episode, but I feel like, even though they haven't been doing super stellar on the first two legs, I feel like this was the first time we actually really saw them, like, you know, get at it, like, show their personality. Like, they were at the, you know, he was like, I'm mad at myself for doing that dancing challenge or whatever. I just felt like we got a lot more personality, which was a welcome surprise. Yeah, I agree. Even though they haven't been, they've been relatively in the same position, like this episode, for some reason, they just got a different side to them. And so we have no eulogy because no team left, and we're still at the same amount of people. Uh, so, fun. Where are we going next week, Kristen? Um, I think they're staying in Vietnam, if I'm uh, if I remember correctly. So more taxi drivers going to be called stupid. Uh, more karaoke, and maybe more dancing. A real shame Rupert couldn't be around. 
Um, so we have to rate the episode. So what are you going to do? Did you love it? Did you hate it? You want it dead? Um, I forget what my options are because I actually want to play the real game. Oh my, what? <laughs> what are the options? The again? options are a buy, a rent, or a bin. Okay, I will rent because I li- I really love the episode, but the non-elimination made it not perfect, so I would not spend full money on that to buy it. That's, it's so tough because I, I agree with you about non-eliminations, like killing the buzz of the race, uh-huh. but I like Chris and Brett and like almost enough to want to push it up to the high rent, to the buy, I mean. I mean, that's fair. Like, it's on the very high end of the middle for me. I'm going to buy it because it's on the low end of the, the buy, like, uh-huh. I'm just past the, the, the border of the two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, I don't know if, what's the difference between this one? Cause you came up with a legal stream last, last time. What's... I don't think there's anything in between. Is there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to call but, buy it in standard death instead of high death. <laughs> sure. It's usually cheaper, right? <laughs> I'll buy the standard definition version of this <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm going to tell Colin that and see what he says. Um, um, but that'll do it for us. Um, I had such a fun time being in Vietnam, yelling at taxi drivers, listening to karaoke, getting green leaves at the pharmacy. It was great having you here again. Two weeks in a row, Kristen. You're on a roll. Yeah, thank you for having me, but I, I won't be here next week, so no. you're only gonna you're only gonna get two. What about the Kristen fans who only listen for you? Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any of them out there. So so let me know. <laughs> Let me know. No, actually, don't let me know. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, you heard it here. Don't let Kristen know if you're a fan. <laughs> Only leave Kristen hate on in the messages. No, I don't want that either. Just don't tell me anything. <laughs> Kristen says, don't comment. Don't interact with us. <laughs> Just listen silently. <sighs> Ignore me. Uh, maybe we'll have Colin back next week. Who knows? You'll have to stay tuned to see if he's returned and his number one fan will leave us nice comments. Jared will probably be back next week as well. So we'll maybe have a bigger crew than we had this week, but, and maybe it'll be not, maybe it'll be a regular elimination episode. We'll see. All will be revealed next week on the amazing race in Vietnam again. That will do for us. I hope you stay tuned, listen to everything and do all that stuff that Colin tells you to do every week. That'll do for us. See you next week in Vietnam. What if it's not in Vietnam? <laughs> um, I really think it is. I think there's no travel. Like, no legit travel. Oh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, oh. so it says upcoming legs like for Vietnam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what if I told you that and you just say it like six times at the end of the episode and it's not true? Vietnam, 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 Vietnam. 